This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. It's the MVSP Season 3, Episode 14, brought to you by, as always, the Bulldog Radio family. Brandon, you're sitting across from me, as always. How you doing this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? You know, it's great. And, you know, it has a little bit of nostalgia kind of sitting in this seat. And I was like, you know how many times we've sat in this seat across from each other? Too many to count. 109 times. Wow. With the mics on. Isn't that incredible? Probably even more because there's times where we come in here and we don't even record. That is true. We have other things and we not to count some of the interviews that we, we might be towards 150 plus. Dang. Wow. That's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun. Who would have thought? Not me. Of course. (laughs) But we have a great schedule today. We got the Spare Sports Report. As always, some big previewed games to come up, of course. Then we got some more um, NFL and we didn't get to MLB last time because of the beautiful debate that took place at the end of last uh, our last episode. If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you check that out in the feed. Uh, you know, Joe Joe had some fun talking about... Travis came up with an absolute blasphemy. <laughs> absolute so, blasphemy. So you'll have to check that out for yourself. And don't forget to vote on our polls on our Instagram at the MVSP. Go right now. Go check out our Instagram story to show to tell us who had the best list? I I personally like mine the best. That's bias, of course. Joe's was good too, and so's was Travis. But we want to know what you think. So tell us who had the best list, and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. But anyway, right into it we go. Ferris State Sports Report. It's gonna be a full weekend, and really, there's only three games at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy? Like everybody's playing. I know, like. When I was going over it just to see like what I had to work and stuff, it's just like there's soccer on Friday, soccer on Sunday, and then other than that, like there's not really much else home. Yeah. Like football's away, volleyball's away, tennis is away. I is cross running cross this week. They're away. Just everybody like you'd think that like you'd just be super busy this week, but there's really not too much going on. No, there really isn't. I mean, I guess we can um start with soccer here. Um, soccer going to be at home on Friday, taking on Northern Michigan. I believe this is the last conference round of first-time opponents. So this will be yes. our final opponent in that kind of that. I don't believe we play Northern Michigan twice, though, which was kind of interesting when I looked at the schedule. But uh, anyway, I mean, right now, coming off of some, a little bit of a tough game on Sunday against Saginaw Valley with that tie, nil-nil. Uh, but I mean... It, it was really kind of a, a chippy game, of course, as we talked about on the last episode covering the game. It just really felt like there nothing was really moving as well. I mean, we got a lot of our opportunities later in the game after they kind of pounced on us early, um, especially yeah. in the shot category. They got a lot of attempts early on in the first couple minutes. But, I mean, other than that... This is a great this is a great bounce back game. Northern Michigan is a pretty good team. Uh, I think right now you have to respect what they've done as far as their team. Uh, I believe right now they are sitting in I believe they're like the fifth of the, position. They're, yeah, they're middle of the road in the conference right now. right now at four and three. But I mean, or, um, four and three in the conference, I should say, six and five overall. They're not a bad team, but they're not like the they're not like the rest of the conference. Like they're not like 
you know, you can't compare them to like Parkside or Purdue Northwest or Davenport, like the team, a couple teams below them. Yeah, they're a much better team than some of the other teams we just yeah. mentioned. But they're not at the level of like Saginaw, us in Grand Valley yet. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that we're going to be seeing. I mean, especially since it's the first time they've had like they've had seven games under the belt so far that they're going to come into this weekend pretty prepared i mean they're four and three so they're not like they're a they're a bad team or anything like mm-hmm. that but i'm just more excited to see how we're going to be able to bounce back from the tie especially coming I mean, michigan tech we almost uh we didn't play super well during that game either but we were able to squeak out the win there but it's just going to be another kind of test for us especially just to get you know turned around a little bit i think we've just kind of been a little bit i want to say stagnant but it's just like stuck in a rut ever since the tie with grand valley mainly mm-hmm. i just got to Mainly just because we let up those two goals at the end, and we had the win in the bag, but we just kind of let off the let our foot off the gas a little bit. And I think that's the one thing now is getting back to where we were, getting the shots on goal, getting our defense to be able to really just hold out shots. You know, like uh, especially with Saginaw, they had a lot of shots on goal, a lot more than we were used to seeing. I mean, Daria mostly had a lot of a lot more saves too that we were mm-hmm. than usual. I mean, I think she had like four or five or something like that. Still hold, held the shutout, which was great. I think that was her. I think in the story I wrote it was. Her six yeah, of the some, year or something like that. She's six or seven. She's yeah. really close to breaking the all-time record for most shutouts in the year. So hopefully that'll go well for her this weekend. But that's just one thing I'm super excited for is just see how we're going to be able to really take this adversity that we've been seeing these past two these past two weekends and how we're going to be attacking the attacking the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Yeah, and I mean we. I like we say stagnant and it's not like we're not like we can't do anything offensively. We just can't find a, the way to execute in the back of the net is really the the biggest problem. We're still getting yeah. opportunities. Um we've had we've had plenty of corner kicks. We've had plenty of shots. They just haven't quite got past the last yeah. line of defense. So I it's really kind of more of a slump, I guess you could say, which I mean happens in every sport. I mean, we saw um volleyball had that little bit of a, a, a stretch up in the UP where they dropped a couple games. I mean, earlier in the season, we don't bring up the Finley game, but that was pretty much kind of the same mm-hmm. deal. Um and I mean, football with Saginaw Valley, like that was a pretty gross game not one of their finest so i mean it happens with every sport and you know that there's a way to get upon it and you just got to figure out what exactly that that method is and i know coach henson coach henson excuse me is going to find that way because that's what he does he's such a great coach but this one's going to be interesting because last time we played the wildcats was back in april in that spring season where it ended up in a nil nil draw after two ot's so pretty similar to the game that we had last week with saginaw valley so now and it was at their place, so obviously the travel um, definitely could have had a, a little part of that. But, I mean, still, Northern Michigan is a much better team than they are on paper right now. And I think mm-hmm. that is going to be an emphasis in the locker room that's going to be put into the game plans of, hey, this team is not 4-3. and three. They are a better team. But, still, you have the opportunity to win on your home turf. And, I mean, really, it's going to be that catalyst that can move us into the second half of the conference schedule because – Playing some of these tougher teams twice, we're gonna we're gonna need that firepower back at its full strength, like we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, and especially with Sunday game against Wisconsin Parkside, it's gonna be a good good kind of rebound weekend, especially if we can get these two wins, get the sweep, and able to kind of get back on track. Yeah, I mean, play well Friday, play your best Friday, and roll it into Sunday. Because Sunday Sunday will be the it's going to be that um, slump breaker if it has to come to that, but we don't want it to come to that. Yeah. We want to play well on Friday and roll it to Sunday rather than maybe not play our best on Friday and then finally get it back on yeah. Sunday. Like come this, out is, hot. this is come an out important hot game. Come out hot and steamroll through the weekend is what what I think the goal should be. Yeah, that's it's kind of like the the the. 
the analogy that kind of comes to mind is when you're playing bad, you want to make a run before halftime and get that confidence up yeah. rather than take it to halftime and then try to regroup all at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, I think that's exactly what's going on here. For but sure. As Joe mentioned, we have Nor- um, Northern on Friday, and then we're going to be playing Parkside on Sunday, both of which at home, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, Northern Michigan game is at 3.30 kickoff on Friday, as well as the Parkside game at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, quickly, tennis is going to be in Hammond, Indiana, visiting our friends over at Purdue Northwest for a classic little tournament. Um, they say tourney, tournament, tourney, full difference? Is it, I mean, I guess just a name. I guess it is. I honestly have probably played in hundreds of tourneys and tournaments in my life, and I really don't know what the difference is. I guess it's more preference. I don't know if that's like the official name is Purdue Northwest Tourney. I don't probably. Know. I don't know. Kind of ha- I don't know. That's just kind of weird. Is there a difference? I've never really seen like a... I guess I'm, that has to be the official name because I really don't see a lot of like schools or whatever say it's just a tourney, you know, on like the actual website. Right, yeah. It's usually just tournament. It's That's just weird. tournament. That's odd. Very, very interesting. Quite odd. But anyway, um, they'll be in action, so wish our Bulldogs luck on the court on Saturday and Sunday for their tournament. Um, golf will also be in action. Women's golf will be at the Davenport Panther Invitational taking a place in Augusta. And men's golf will also be there, I believe. I believe it on Sunday. So kind of, kind of weird how they put that all together. I'm. It's kind of interesting. Like they have the women play on one day, and then the men play on another day. Kind of interesting how they do it that way. Yeah. yeah very interesting. But they'll be in action as well. Um, and of course, we have to cover the women's volleyball tournament, which will be taking place in, ironically, the same place. The, the nice. Um, what was it called again? The well, it was the Midwest Region Crossover. Midwest, yes. Mid- Midwest. Midwest. Midwest Regional Crossover. Yes. So we did get reports back of who we're going to be playing. So Friday they'll play our friends over in Finley. How oh, we always play Finley, I don't know. Um, and then I believe Saturday they'll be playing Missouri St. Louis. And then Sunday to wrap it up, they will be facing um, the or I think it'll I think it's TBD. Um, yes, TBD. So it will depend on how we play in those two games. But it's going to be fun. Going to be a really good tournament for them to keep their role coming back into conference play in this upcoming week. So make sure you tune into that. But finally, the last – oh, I lied. I always do it. We always do it. I always skip the sport I'm a part of. I literally <laughs> always do it. Every single time on this show, I apologize to all my teammates. I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Muskegon Jayhawk Invitational is this weekend, not last weekend. Brain fart on my part. But they'll be down in Muskegon on Saturday for a nice invitational. You can go check them out. Uh, I believe the races will start at 10 or 11, somewhere around that ballpark. Um, That's usually the times they've done in the past. But very good opportunity um, for a lot of the... For a lot of the season vets and the, some of the younger guys to be able to race in a local meet, and that's always fun. It's always fun to be able to race um, and have your family being able to travel and see you there because obviously our our parents are our most notable fans, of yeah, course. Yeah, so, to see it. <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's time. The most anticipated day of the year on the football schedule is only two days away. Anchorbone, baby. It is going to be insane, as we keep mentioning. I mean, number two versus number six. What? I guess we're number three now. What? I, just, I pulled that up. We're number three, I guess. Who said that? Uh, I'm looking. To, I was just going on like GV's like athletic site, just see the news and stuff like that. No, oh, I thought it said and number said, two. And they said number six GV versus number three first. I don't think, I'm pretty sure we're number two still. That's but. straight up personal because we're number two. 
Are they really trying this like Maybe. low Who cheap knows? shot stuff? What are they doing? Who knows? They're just trying to get an edge. They're not going to be able to win, obviously. My but goodness. You know what they could try. It was the, the Northwood game. Now the miss on the press. What are they doing? But I'm telling you what. Are you kidding me? This game is going to be the most, I've said it once and I'll say it again, the most electric atmosphere for a football game that I'll probably ever go to. It's completely sold out. Standing room only is sold out. Lawn tickets are sold out. Uh, visiting side is sold out. Uh, it said that uh, their student section is supposed to be full, which is a given, and then it's completely sold out for the home side. And then there's all then like season ticket holders and all that stuff, but it's completely sold out for this game, and it's going to be televised. So you know that's so I cannot wait. So many people are going to be at this game. It's going to so be insane. So many. I mean, really. The tailgate's going to be insane, too. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, the tailgate is going to be wild. And, I mean, the biggest thing about this game, it's going to be a home game for GV, but it's going to be as close to a neutral game as possible I think so, for, yeah. for a rivalry game. Because you can't necessarily go into this game like, yeah, we're going to have home crowd advantage. Yeah. No. I understand if it was like, if the Bulldogs like, are in the house. If like Grand Valley was like two or three hours away, then like yeah, you wouldn't see it. But like Grand Valley is just like a sh- an hour ride. It's not that long. No, it's just south of like basically at Grand Rapids is basically where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I'll, it's not going to be bad, honestly. No, I I'm mean, excited for it. The worst thing to do is just going to be finding parking. Yeah, That's gonna be the hardest part. <laughs> that part I'm not looking forward to. I mean, it's. All, I think all my friends are just taking one car. So we don't have to like struggle to find parking. Yeah, carpooling is definitely I think the way to go in this scenario because, and I feel like it would be like with the one way in and out, like it also kind of makes it a little difficult because like it's not like Grand Rapids. Walk. I mean, like in Allendale, I mean, really one road into campus and one road out. So yeah, it might they be just a got the wild. yeah. That's just like they got the one like. What is it? The it was like the copper arch or whatever. Yes, the arch. That's like the only way to get into campus, right? Uh huh. Really, I think there's a couple back ways in, but I'm sure it'll be. It's gonna it's be. It's still gonna be ticketed. We'll it's still gonna be pretty gas congested. Or something. We'll walk. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Ra- yeah, park at the golf course, cross the road, and just walk. Yeah, that might honestly be a play. I don't know if they can do that, but. I don't, well, if I remember correctly, because I've been there a couple times. If you go, there's like some spots right near the start. I think there's like gas stations or something. And if you just park there, I feel like they wouldn't care. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know maybe there's just going to be parking getting sold everywhere. Like there's nobody that are going to offer free parking. Yeah. All I'm saying, if I have to pay for parking being a media member, it's personal. Oh, you um, got a media pass? I should be getting one. I should be. Keyword should. should be. Unless they find a way to like should be. screw me over. Little, which, Bert, little Birdie told us that GV doesn't take too kind of... Uh, visiting media. I don't even want to get started with that. <laughs> you, we, what? This is personal. I, I, it's all. And it took that personal. All these little things, like the little cheap shots here and there. It's just it's, funny to see that, like, it really isn't ugh. just with sports. It's ah, like everything. This I, rivalry is. This rivalry is a big deal. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a trophy, and there's a name that goes all over the state. And everyone knows exactly what we're talking about and what is at stake. And it Anchor really is down. going to be one of the greatest games of the year, if not one of the greatest Division Two regular season games in the entire nation this season. So, Anchor um, I mean, really going into this game more in depth with the football side, I mean, obviously everything around it is going to be a huge factor. Uh, I think right now looking at this game, what we're going to be looking at, um, I mean, right now for me on the offensive side, um, who we're going to see in at quarterback is obviously the number one question everyone's asking. Is Bernhardt healthy? 
We've talked to inside sources. We haven't really gotten a full answer, so really it's going to be a game-time decision if we're going to see number 12 on the field or not. Uh, but, I mean, right now, I'm not feeling too bad after what Malik did last week. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing, too, is like, yeah, this is the biggest game of the year, and having Jared at the to be at the helm as well as you know Malik and Evan will be a great opportunity for us, especially since our three like our three quarterback rotation is usually something that really helps us get on the board early and get on the board fast and score a lot of points. But I think Anis and like the the coaching staff is also thinking like late late in the season. Like mm-hmm. we, I have confidence that we can win with Malik and Evan. I do. But with Jared there, it's just going to be not just a basically a, a, a fail safe, and we can just give him the ball when we need to, because he'll be able to just get. I think he'll be able to get a first down whenever he wants, mm-hmm. honestly, because he's just been showing that the first two weeks. If he didn't get injured, I'd say he would be Gliak Player of the Week every week so far. Mm-hmm. But we just haven't been able to see him the past three weeks playing. But <clears throat> excuse me, I just think that they're probably looking forward to or looking to keep him healthy for later on, especially going into playoffs, going into you know. Uh, you know, national playoffs and stuff like that, which is going to be the big, big thing that they're looking forward to keeping him healthy for. Yeah, I think right now you're looking, um, um, excuse me, um, on the ground. I mean, 2.8 average yards per carry, a five yards per pass. They've been they've been pretty good at limiting big yardage plays, which has been something that we obviously strive in. So that mm-hmm. matchup's going to be really interesting. I mean, their secondary, I wouldn't say is like elite level. It's definitely very good. Obviously, with the sixth best team in the country, it is definitely more than average. But I think right now, like you're looking at a lot of these, a lot of these big plays that we've made this year and I think it's going to be how are we going to respond if those necessarily don't go our way because I mean if we make that we execute those big plays and Anise puts in that creative playbook like he always does and is able to get guys in that position like Malik Taylor CJ Jefferson Tyrese Hunt Thompson uh, maybe Sire Barnett if he's back I don't know he's been back at practice so I don't know uh, but it's going to be what we can do if those big plays aren't available early because you know Matt Mitchell is going to be trying to protect the deep ball, and that's exactly what we've been able to use so far some of these games. I mean, like Northwood, their secondary is pretty weak, and we exposed that, obviously, yeah. with Malik throwing for f- over 500 yeah. yards. So yeah. that was definitely one of the things Like um, with that matchup necessarily we knew that we were going to be able to do that with this team it's going to be a little bit harder i mean right now they've got a a lot of quality dbs that have really done a great job um in their back i mean i think you right now you look at how their physicality is going to go up against ours because the speed's pretty comparable i would say on paper i mean i would gv's a little bit bigger but i mean not necessarily like substantially bigger it's not like you know reed city versus mcbain kind of a deal if you know what i'm talking about joe but Mm -hmm. um i mean corn stalks versus plants it's not really comparable (laughs) in the basketball department i'll just say that but i mean right now I think it's going to be how are they going to try to limit our big plays and what we're going to do to respond to that. And I think if it, I think if it's going to be with a three quarterback system, it's going to be all up to Anise, and I think that's definitely going to be a possibility because we've shown that we can win when they all play. Yeah, when when we when we're able to just get all of our guys, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great thing. But I don't know. It's just this whole thing is just going to be how how we're going to be able to go into a very it's going to be an extremely hostile environment. They're gonna have guys. I mean, they're gonna have us that are there. It's gonna be a very Ferris heavy, strong presence, but still just going to Lubbers. The way that that stadium is set up is very much like all 
even if it wasn't before, like all eyes are on you. It's down below. They got like the dig out a little bit by, I think it's like six feet or so. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in that bowl. They have, they don't have the, like the full, like stadium stands all the way around, but it still gives you that feeling of like a big D one, you know, uh, Oh yeah, like a stadium. I, I mean, would say spitting five digits definitely can give you that type yeah. of a feel. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a stadium where there's a lot of it's a great fan atmosphere, but the player atmosphere is a lot different, especially mm-hmm. when you are so used to playing at you know Top Taggart, which is a little bit more spread out. There's oh, not yeah. as many You're not you know as fan spots. Yeah, the fans are other than the student section, the fans are not as close, especially with that track. But at Lubbers, you're going to be right on top. No track. There's nothing. It's just the football stadium, and that's the one thing that I'm pretty excited for. Just being close to the close to our team, close to the action, and that's going to be a big I. Th- I think a big thing for for our team to get used to, especially coming off the bye week, it's going to be a whole new ball game. Yeah, I mean, right, like how teams going to respond to the crowd will definitely yeah. be a big factor in this game because you know you're going to be hearing ten thousand screaming from first snap to final whistle. So how those teams are going to respond will be interesting. Um, I mean, right now. Um, I'm anticipating us definitely to kind of try to establish the pass game early. And if we can get guys involved early on, like Tyler Miner and Marvin Campbell, to get start plunging and start to open things up, I think that'll make that even better. Um, right, but it's going to, like right now, we haven't had to see that because obviously Northwood was not the same opponent as, I mean, but it, it, they're not the same opponent as Grand Valley. But then again, Grand Valley's coming off literally playing Northwood. So it's the same opponent. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I think on the defensive side, we got to stop the run I, that's where they try to establish their dominance early in games and that's really what they go to when they're when they're struggling um Tariq Reed and um Kane Veasley the guys that were both splitting time last year they're their leading rushers uh mm-hmm. they're more of their experienced guys so and those guys are going to be trying to plow through and really our front seven um can they can be able to lock in snap those and make them try to throw all over the place I like our chances with our athletic secondary especially if Sydney's back man I really hope he plays um but if he doesn't there's still plenty of guys that can step up make plays so i really like that opportunity if we can stuff the run i'm not saying load the box i'm saying at least plug the box we're not necessarily throwing eight guys in there because obviously grand valley's still respectable enough we don't want them throwing on man on full man-to-man all night but at least being able to plunge stuff make them resort to starting to throw early downs is going to be a huge part of this game and i think if that gets how it or if that's how it ends up going with the game flow i think we got a great shot in this one yeah definitely i'm really confident with our d-line i mean you got ian who was on the show earlier i mean you got jordan jones as well you got a lot of guys who can switch out i mean not even just our starters our our, our second string too that just comes in and, re- and uh, replenish gives some replenishment uh to our d-line is, is a big thing too we got guys who can step up when needed who when they get the call they'll be able to just fill in the spots no no weaknesses no nothing and that's one thing that i think is going to be a big thing for us especially that we have so many guys who are willing and able to really step up and meet rise to the occasion and be able to play well i think that's one thing that is really going to give us the edge especially when maybe one guy's not playing so well we can toss in the other guy in he'll be able to do the job well and we'll be able to get the job done yeah i will be interested also on special teams um grand valleys like us they don't necessarily like three points they like six more so um if that's going to resort to maybe some aggressive fourth down calls early in the ball game or if there's a momentum shift going on that momentum and try to roll it through for a fourth down conversion oh yeah gonna be interesting i think this one's gonna i mean this one's gonna be so fun 
on. There's a reason it's being covered all over the state right now in college football. And really, there's no reason it shouldn't because this game's going to be absolutely electric. I can't wait. You can't wait for it. Everybody's waiting and ready to, for this game. So for sure. it's going to be super fun. 7 o'clock at Lubbers. If you don't have tickets, sorry about your luck. I mean, really, <laughs> nothing more that I can sucks. tell you because it is absolutely, it, it, it was really starting to sell out last week. So um, if you were lucky enough to snag a ticket, good for you. We'll see you there at the game on Sunday. Maybe you'll run into one of us. You never know. Who knows? We'll be at the game, so you have to come find us. I don't even think us. they know who they look. I don't even think they know what we look like. They well, might know what you look like. Well, me. if they go and follow us at the MBSP on Instagram and Twitter, they will know who we look like because we have some pictures of us on there. That's true. If you follow us and you just filled out the poll, you'll get to see both of our lovely faces and what that we look true. like. So that is true. I mean, we obviously have masks on for a part of it, or at least I probably will be in the box. So um, maybe not necessarily me, but you might well, be able to see Joe. really hostile territory. Yeah, I am, I'm going to be in the thick of it. Like You know where all your Ferris gear, though? Thick of, oh, yeah. No question. Respect. I'm not going to back down. You Respect. kidding me? No way. They can ruffle my feathers all they want. They can ruffle Chickens. my feathers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving over now into some NFL we got to talk about. We didn't really get a chance to cover last week's game. Um, games, but of course we will do so now. It's kind of well with previewing the upcoming games quick, and we'll get to MLB as well here soon. Um, I mean, really, right now, looking at tomorrow night, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, going to be a very interesting game. I think this one is going to probably be very favorable to Tampa Bay. I mean, Tom Brady being Tom Brady right now. Thomas Edward... Okay, stop it, Travis. Um, but I think... <laughs> I mean, right now, like Tampa Bay's offense is just a flame that can't be extinguished. It really no. has been just an amazing, amazing season. I mean, TB12 throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns last week, the first time he's done that in his career, guys, and he's 44 years old. I know we don't, we've played the age card a lot with Tom Brady, and there's really no reason we shouldn't because the fact is, the fact is that he's doing this at this age is absolutely phenomenal and something we probably will never see again in football. Most likely not. I mean, maybe. I'm just more impressed at like the different eras of football that he's gone through. He's gone through, you know, early 2000s where there wasn't a lot of rules concerning like safety, mm-hmm. I guess. And now, like you have it now, where it's kind of more catered to, like, I mean, got like longevity. I feel like, and that's like the one thing we might be able to see that as time goes on, just to see like if we do have that once in a generation type talent. I don't think we'll ever find a guy who can last 20 seasons with a franchise, bring them six championships, and then just do this, basically do the same thing with another with another organization. I don't think we'll ever see that again, like you said. But nonetheless, it's just something that like you just want to cherish while it's here because you know it's going to be, you won't have it for a very, very long time, if ever. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just phenomenal. And I think right now, like, you have nothing but, you have nothing but, full confidence that this Buccaneers team is going back to the playoffs the way they're playing right now. I mean, there's really no way around it. As much as their secondary has been banged up, I mean, like, they've really, really been still pretty strong, considerable to those losses. I mean, they've been a great job. Richard Sherman was a pretty quality ad. He played well in his first game. Uh, Maybe not as great. Um, He definitely played better in the second game um, last week against Miami than he did in the first week against the Rams, but like you still have the you still have the consideration of the Eagles are coming off of a really strong game against the Panthers and beating them 
But is it really going to be enough? I don't know. The Philadelphia has been considerably better defensively, but they still don't have the it factors. They don't have the playmakers. I mean, Gainwell is definitely turning into that type of guy, and it seems like he's starting to become the guy next in line after Miles Sanders. But, I mean, as far in the passing game, like Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager have done a good job, but are they going to be able to outduel Brady and Evans and Godwin? I don't know. I really don't. I know. doubt it. I, that's I don't know. Buccaneers. I, it's just their defense that's just going to be the the name of the game because their offense, like you said, just has no problem with putting points on the board, and they're just absolutely electric. But it's just going to be that defense if they're going to be able to stop you know Jalen Hurts and that 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 trio that he's got there as well in Philadelphia. But I don't know. I'm excited, especially to see to watch it mainly because I mean it's Wednesday right now, but I guess I should say today because this episode will go out tomorrow, right? Yes, it'll be well, – this is airing right now on Thursday, so it'll be at 8.20 tonight when this episode comes out. Or maybe it was last night if you watched or listened to it on Friday. Hey, no no, no or big – Or if you're from a year from now and you're some for some reason listening back you, to this time one. Time travel, you never know. That it might be a possibility, you, know. you know. Uh, I think uh, Teleporting, um, I mean, Minecraft, I, I don't know. Let but, me know I mean, the spread. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, Buccaneers favored, I believe, by seven. Uh, I think that's probably a fair – I'll probably say that they win by ten. Uh, that'll be my that'll be my guess, Joe. You on the same boat? Yeah, I'm on the ten train. Ten train. <laughs> They're gonna win by. You know what? I'll change mine to eleven. Why not? I'm let's still just on let's the ten just, train. Let's just make it completely wrong. You <laughs> know? Uh, no, actually, thirteen. I'll change mine to thirteen. How about that? Respect. It Respect. will be. It will be at Philadelphia. So that is interesting. Uh, Miami gonna be playing Jacksonville. Ooh, London's getting some treat of some football games right now, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Jets and the Falcons, and now the Dolphins and Jaguars. I mean, what better teams what can you ask this, for dude. if you want global I expansion? Saw a meme. I those saw two a meme. It was like right Queen Elizabeth. She's like, Roger, what is this? <laughs> Roger, can we have some better teams playing Honestly, over here? How are I you going to grow the game worldwide if you have the <laughs> Dolphins and Jaguars yeah. playing in London? It is, yeah, it is gross. And I mean, right now, like, I kind of want Jacksonville to win because the Dolphins really messed me up last like last week. I mean, with my start and sit coming out, I had Miles Gaskin on the sit list. He had two carries, I believe, for three yards. Two yeah. carries for three yards in their week five, or excuse me, their week four game. And then he comes out and goes bonkers against the, the Buccaneers, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So, frankly, I kind of hope they get a little payback for it, but... I mean, the Dolphins um, are reportedly might get to a back. That is some of the, some of the reports going around right now that he's feeling, um, quote-unquote, uh, better and that there is a chance and that Coach Flores is expecting Tua to play in this game. So I think that definitely can bring a little bit of juice to the Miami team that's been kind of on a flat roll since he went down earlier this season. But right now, I think if you're Jacksonville... I don't know if this. I really can't bet on a team's game, and I think I might actually take them in in, yeah. in the upset. So I'll, I'll take Jacksonville. I think maybe by a field goal. Um, I believe the the predicted scores by four. So I'll say three. I think it'll be me, maybe even closer. And it seems like every London game always seems just uh, scoring is not the priority. It's more about controlling the football. So, um, or at least that's what history said. So I'm going to probably take, I think Trevor Lawrence is not going to go six in a row without losing. And especially against a depleted Dolphins team that really hasn't found their identity offensively. I think this one could turn into um, a, a mid minor shootout of 20 points. <laughs> a shootout, an absolute <laughs> offensive showcase. Oh yeah. Points. Mike, we might see a combined 40 points guys. It might be that crazy. Man, that would be, that would be insane. So yeah. Are you in the Jacksonville London, train? London people would love to see that. 
I would like to be, but I they're just it's just that team is just in shambles right now. And at least the Dolphins with two like they just seem to sorta of have their stuff together a little bit. So I'll go Dolphins. I think it's gonna be lower scoring than that than what you're saying. Maybe like I'd say like a score and a field goal for each, and then they'll just edu- maybe beat each other out by like three points. I'd say like fourteen. I'd say like fourteen ten. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's a 14-10 little bit lower Dolphins. than mine. That is completely possible because both of these offenses are bottom half of the league. Well, except for Jacksonville rushing. James Robinson's been pretty well. That's um, true. Kansas City, Washington, two a uh, two and three teams battling out that where borderline both going to win their divisions are both <laughs> sitting under 500 right now. Um, this one's going to be at Washington. Right now, like, Kansas City's defense seems abominable. Like, it has been awful. They have yeah. really been doing a poor job at controlling the opposing teams in the past game. I think it's just... I don't, I don't want to say, like, there's a good chance that they could lose this game, but I mean, if Washington can kind of put it together offensively, I'd definitely be looking at them there. But I mean, Heineke's great. I think he's a fan favorite for a reason. He definitely makes this fun for sure. But I think right now their offense isn't set up in a great way for them to pretty much run their pretty much run this track meet that they will against the Chiefs. And I have a little more confidence in the Chiefs going three and three than two and four. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them by I'm gonna take them by a touchdown, um, which I think is the exact predict score. I think that's a fair margin. Uh, I think this is a good game for Patrick Mahomes to wake up the crew and say, hey, let's get back to work. What are we doing? We're a Super Bowl team. We gotta figure this out. So yeah. I think this will be the wake up call and I think they're gonna get it done against the Washington football team. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just going to be – I think Kansas is – I don't know. Their defense is just so bad. It's just going to be the offense that's going to be holding them in the game because I just don't think their defense is going to be able to really do much in the way of holding it down at all because that's just – I don't know. They just have – from what we've seen, obviously, a 2-3 and three team coming off, a, coming off a Super Bowl appearance and then two years ago with a Super Bowl win, it's just not going to be – they're obviously not where they want to be at or where they have been. And I don't know what they got to do to fix it, but I think their offense is going to hold them, hold them in the game, and they're going to win by two scores. Okay, but maybe like by ten. It's not going to be two touchdowns, but it'll be two scores. It'll be like, I'll say, thirty-one to like twenty. Thirty-one twenty. Thirty-one twenty. Okay, I think last time, um, I think the last time Kansas City played. Um, around this time last year, they won twenty five or thirty five to twenty three, and that was the one game I have gotten the or that score exactly correct in my four two years that we've done this was wow. a Kansas City Chiefs game. I believe they were I believe they were playing the Bills, um, which is kind of ironic because they played last week. I forgot to mention that. Wow, darn! But we also covered college football, so that is true. Um, anyway, L.A. Rams, New York Giants, another one o'clock game. I don't want to pick Rams. the Giants. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rams. Rams, moving on. I'm going to pick the 14. One. You can't win a football game without Saquon, Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton for that offense. I just can't. I mean, and Tony might not even be in this game. That's even And then going up against blow. one of the best defenses in the yeah. league right now. There's no shot. Yep. I will be, be blown away if somehow they pull out the win, but Rams got it by... Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I was thinking 10, so eh, I'll be a little 13. Let's go with 13. I believe the, I believe the spread's at 9.5. I'll go 13. Technically, Let's say that they still come. could be two touchdowns. 
Yes. Seven but plus six. It's not fourteen. That is true. So we're at least varying slightly. But yeah, Rams. They got a good chance to win this game. Yeah, uh, Texans and Colts, AFC South Divisional matchup of poor starting franchises is the word that you say. Yeah, two teams not off to a hot start. Yeah, I mean the Texans have a chance to win this game. I mean the Colts haven't looked good. They looked pretty like defensively. They looked pretty good in the first half of um, their game against the Ravens, but I mean they really they really blew it. So I can't trust their offense. But then again. Are they going to be better than Davis Mills and the Texans? I think yes. So I'm going to take the Colts. I can't believe the spreads at nine for the way the Colts played. Um, are, and I guess the Texans really played against the Patriots for the first. I mean, really, you're seeing two teams that played really well in the first half. And the defense was strong. But then as the game goes on, they obviously faded a lot harder than yeah. people expected. And both of them being overtaken by their respective opponents in the second half. Uh, I'm going to go Colts here. I think right now, if you get this offense more touches on the playmakers, I'm not, necess- I'm not necessarily saying like target more of the guys like Pittman and um, Naheem Hines and those guys. I'm not saying like give them both 20 touches. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think you get them in more scenarios where they're out on the perimeter. Because I think like right now, the Colts have been running a very like average spread pro style offense where they've really been doing it's route running it's making the catch not much rack and yak so i think you get those if you get more of that numbers and you get those guys more in space yeah i think you can expose the texans defense and that could lead them to win by i probably would say probably 10 i would say 10 in this game yeah they're closer just out of spot where they obviously i was not expecting them to have this start Especially since like they played pretty solid last year, and they've been they've been better than five hundred, but they just have not been. They're just not the same team than last year. And like I could see the Texans winning this game, especially just because like just the way that this season has been going, just for the whole NFL as a whole. But like I don't know, Colts just I Texans just don't Texans are in shambles. Just mm-hmm. te- they're just in a they're just in a bad way right now. Yeah, they might pull a Jacksonville. Win their first game and then lose the rest. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. You would um, hate to see it. I can't believe they even won week one. But then again, Jackson looks Jacksonville looks so bad. It that kind of true. was understandable. Um, next game, fine. We have the worst luck of any NFL franchise I've ever seen, and that will never change ever. I hate not it. Until, not until <laughs> I almost cried with Dan Campbell on Sunday. I almost went into tears for that man. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Not the fact that we lost. I'm still upset about that. But the fact that we saw emotion from Dan Campbell makes me think this is the right guy. And I know what you're thinking. Like, how are you trusting an 0-5 guys? Trust me. I saw the people that went on our poll and said it was time to panic on Dan Campbell. I know. and But there was more people, actually, that... Um, said no this is not a time to panic I believe 75% on our poll said no to the 25 yes and I agree with those 75% I don't think this is the time to panic yet because when you look at the Lions play Joe tell me if I'm wrong every game that they've been in every game they've played outside of the second half against Green Bay the first half against San Fran we've been in every game and competitive toughness continue to fight 
the entirety of the game. And it's I just, mean, we've had the worst luck with field goals. Oh my gosh, we need to literally stop. I I was so like. The Vikings game was really just a struggle fest for both sides. Our defense played very well in the second half. We did very well, and that was good to see, especially with some of the injuries we have. But the fact of the offense not being able to move the football, to me it's on one guy. It strictly is. It's Jared Goff. He's not played well. It's Mm -hmm. flat out not played well. This is not the Super Bowl leading quarterback of the Rams under Sean McVay. We knew that coming in, but we expected much better. We really expected better, and he has not played very well. And the biggest thing, if we turn over the darn football in the red zone one more time, I'm going to lose it. It is so frustrating when you put a drive together inside the 20 and your quarterback coughs up the ball. It is so annoying or makes a bad decision. That throw that got picked by Eric Kenricks was a yeah. terrible read. It's like it was we're not, double covered. That's like the annoying thing is because we traded away our franchise quarterback for this guy, and he's nowhere, in my opinion, nowhere near this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess so much stuff's stuck in my throat today. That's all right. But, like, he's nowhere near the the caliber of what Matt Stafford is and was for this franchise. And he's just really been playing bad. And I mean, I'm hoping that after this year, he either just like gets a fire lit under him, gets better, so that way he can like stay, have a job, because no one else wants him. After he's done with Detroit, I don't, he's going to have a struggle finding a team that really wants him as their franchise quarterback or just pick him up. He might bounce around as a second string, but the starting job after the, after his tenure with Detroit is going to be over. He's going to have a tough time basically staying relevant in the league because he's really shown his true colors of how, what, uh, what caliber of a quarterback he is, and he's not top, and he's not even like mid tier. He's kind of just, I would say he's bottom of the barrel right now, just because he's just not been able to play. I would hope, hoping when we signed him, we were going to be at least two and three by this point. Mm-hmm. But the own five is just, the own five is just not, not a good look for Jared Goff right now. Yeah, I mean, really, if we play four quarters, first two games, we could have won those games based on the momentum shifts. I mean, the field goal obviously with the Ravens. Uh, the Bears the Bears was really not a great game plan. I mean, we put Goff in a lot of bad positions. Uh, but we should have won that game because, really, in the red zone, we had it three times and didn't come up with a single point. Single point. That's awful. And then, obviously, this last game, we just gave too much time to Greg Joseph. And also, we can't play full-on prevent in those situations you just can't do it with this defense that's too soft it's way too soft and that's why we see so many comebacks is automatically less than 30 seconds to go balls on the 25 for your opponent you automatically call madden prevent and that's not what you need to call you can't let it be that easy because prevent should be more like a hail mary only scenario i don't know why necessarily you think you can give them 20 yards when you got 30 seconds in the NFL with teams that are prepared for these situations and yeah. do those in practice every single week. doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I just ran it for a second. But frankly, we can't That's do whatever. that. We need to be aggressive, not necessarily like cover two or some sort of man-to-man, but at least something that is going to be able to give our guys an opportunity to make a tackle inbounds and not give up the big open field throws. That's really what's killed us. And we can't play full-on prevent. I'm not saying we should be like playing a normal style scheme or anything, but slumping, not as conservative as prevent. That's yeah. it. If we do that, we probably win the Minnesota game. For sure. 
Greg Joseph missed from 49 yards. There's no way he's making it from Tucker distance. No, no way. No chance. All right. With all that being said, Lions win by seven. <laughs> you sure about that? Sure. Why not? I don't care. I'm I'd going all in. This is the game. I don't know. I Burrow hopefully had, Burrow had a throat contusion. He might be that breathing a little funky on Sunday. Might might be We're struggling struggling in the helmet and the mouth guard trying to keep it trying to keep his breathing yeah. steady. Here's a fun fact though. Jared Goff against Phil first were overall quarterbacks. Ten and two his record is. I like those numbers. I'm gonna I take do. it. That's a I very do. interesting shot. Shout out to the researcher that found that out. I'll go with it. He's gonna be eleven and two. Let's go. Lions by seven. I don't care. Let's go. I'd what say pride? the roles are reversed. It's going to be Lions by like one, one, two, or three off a field goal. Okay. We win by field goal. All right. Switch the curse. I take it. Let's go. I want to see it. We want to see it. Lions fans Speaking need to see it. Speaking into existence. Speaking into existence. Green Bay, Chicago, our other fellow NFC North fellers. Uh, Green Bay's favored by four. I'm going to take... The I'm gonna take an over on that one. I think, or well, I should say, I think that this game is going to definitely be. I th- I don't want to say it's gonna be that close. Cause I mean, Soldier Field is just a weird place to play. It's super yeah. weird. It has that uh, just that weird. You know, we both played at Chippewa Hills High School for basketball. Isn't that gym just have the weird funk about it? That's what it reminds me of Soldier Field. Like, it, everybody goes there. Regardless how good you play, there's always these weird things that happen. And there's always, like, the... Chip Hills just has, like, a weird setup to their gym. Right. I mean, it's just kind of weird. You don't know what it is about it. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I, mean, I, don't I think know. Green Bay still gets it done. I think by Green, three. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't It'll think It'll be only the by Bears. three, though, because Soldier Field's weird. That's my analysis. I'd say Soldier touchdown. Field's weird. I'd say Green Bay wins by a touchdown. I think Justin Fields will play a little bit better... And he will obviously won't match Aaron Rodgers, but what they just need to do is just don't give Aaron Rodgers a lot of time. When if the game, if they, if somehow the game is like on the line or something like that, just don't give Aaron Rodgers time because you're going to lose that game. Even if you give him like, we've seen him do it with like 30 seconds or less. Like you can't stop Aaron Rodgers, especially during crunch time, because that's when he thrives and that's when he's the best. And that's I think he's the best quarterback in the league at at when it comes down to winning the game on those last second drives, but. I don't know. I do agree with you, though. Soldier Field is like a weird spot. It just seems like a... I don't know. It's just like a forgotten stadium, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, like it's, it's going to be replaced in six years now. That is true. going to be at the Arlington Raceway, as they apparently just bought it. So, who knows? Where's that at? Uh, not too far. I think it's just outside the city. Hmm. But it'll be weird. Seems not going to be... In the city, that's weird. Yeah, I kind of liked it on the lake. I mean, obviously, it brings more weather element to it, but that's what makes it Soldier well, like, Field. Yeah, so. that's the one thing. Is like that's what makes it hard to for kickers. That's what is just weird. But that's like, I don't know, because like that downtown scene where you got like the Sox Stadium there, you got like a mile down the road, you got the Cubs, and you got Soldier Field right next to like a shed aquarium and mm-hmm. like the Museum of Natural History, and then you got the you know. So whatever it is, uh, Navy Pier. It's just a really cool setting, and I don't, I would not like to see it messed up and moved around because I think what they have there is really cool. And it's just like a cool spot to be in. But I mean, if they want to move, it's whatever. But Soldier Field is iconic. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think, I think it's just gonna be weird not seeing the Bears playing in Soldier Field. I think it'll be weird. But I guess if that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. Um, but yeah, Green Bay 
Um, 18 of their last 21, they've taken over the Bears. Ooh, not a great record. I think the Bears, their passing offense is pretty weak, and I think this might be an opportunity to get it together because the Packers secondary has been good but not great. So I think this could be a possibility. They're going to have to get the ball to Allen Robinson, and he's going to have to have a good big game against Jair Alexander. That could fuel the fire for a potential upset, but unless they do that, I don't know, especially without David Montgomery. I'm not liking the chances. Uh, Anyway, 4-1 matchup. This is one of the best ones, I think, on the card. The Chargers and the Ravens. Oh, my goodness. What a game this could be. The Ravens on fire after a comeback win on Monday Night Football. And the Chargers gonna get the win. That's the I, real question. Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, that's a that's such a. This is like a really rough, like a tough one to analyze because mm-hmm. like Ravens are solid. They're playing better than I thought they would be right now. Uh, Justin Herbert on the Chargers had just been playing lights out. He's one of the best young QBs in the game right now. This is a tough one to like think about because I really don't. I don't know who I'm gonna who I would pick. So I can see both teams just. Taking the W. I yeah, I mean, right now both teams are very similar. They've put together offensive masterpiece of playbooks, but I, there's have been there have been games where they were a little slower. I think the Ravens have been a little bit more variant as far as um, not being as consistent as the Chargers. But I think there's an opportunity for them to really establish that at home. Uh, but, I mean, right now, I mean, you can't really pull the home card because, I mean, they, they struggled against Indianapolis at home. So I think there's opportunity for the Ravens here. I, I'm really kind of feeling the Chargers in this one. I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Ravens, but I'm going to take it by one. I mean, it's nail-biter. I really think this could turn into a nail-biter. Mm. I think this will be a great game, one of the best games I don't know if it'll be better than Browns Chargers because that one certainly exceeded expectations. But I think this thing is going to be a game where we're going to tru- we're going to truly see how Brandon Staley is going to be a coach on. Um, or I, excuse me, we're going to really see Brandon Staley's knowledge and see how great of a defensive guru he is to see how we can stop that rushing attack with Lamar Jackson. If they do that, then there's a chance that they could definitely squeak out this game. The Chargers, though, they're going to have to be they're going to be on the ball defensively. That's how they're going to win this game. They can create turnovers. They can do a great job of capitalizing because you know Herbert's been great in that category. I think they can pull this one out, but it's going to be a squeak. I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. Yeah, but that's the one thing too. If like it gets down to those those nail biter points and like when you really need to like be on the same page, the one thing I do like about the Ravens is just the relationship that uh, Harbaugh has with uh, Lamar. Because like there's been many times where like I've seen like videos and stuff where like he just lets Lamar go. Like he really respects Lamar's opinion when it comes down to those points, and both of them just have a really good relationship. I think that's one of the main reasons why you can see Ravens' success so far this season being four and one is that you have such a good relationship between quarterback and coach, a relationship that needs to be very good, or else you're not really going to have a solid season. And that's one thing, too, that I really like to look in forward, that, I, that I'm liking looking forward to this game, is that you have the you have Justin Herbert, and who's the Chargers coach again? Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, yeah, sorry. You great already said first that. name, by the way. Brand, yeah, Fantastic. great first name. you already seen their relationship, too. I mean... Or I almost said Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I mean, he gave him that game ball mm-hmm. after one. I think it was like what week three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, these two guys or these four guys have great relationships within the quarterback and coach uh, 
you know, relationship, for lack of a better word. But, I mean, that's just one thing that I'm really looking forward to is how are these two quarterbacks going to play? How are these coaches going to command their offense and command the team to be able to, you know, edge, edge each other out? Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, going through these ones a little faster. I know we got MLB to cover, and we obviously don't want to keep you guys too far off your time. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina. I'm taking the upset. I'm taking Minnesota in this one. Carolina's been on a little bit of a down stretch. I don't know if they're going to get it to get. I, I don't want to pick the Vikings because, boy, they've played. They I was not impressed when they played Detroit. I mean, I mean, yeah, biased for a Detroit fan, but they didn't play very well. They're, they really had struggles offensively, but I think this game's going to depend on if McCaffrey plays. If McCaffrey plays, I think this is going to be pretty much seal the deal for the Panthers, but I'm going to go off of the fact that that he might not play and if he doesn't play i think this one's in the in the hands of the vikings and i think they can take it if not i'm definitely going to go the other way with the panthers but for this sake i say vikings pull up the upset field goal <laughs> why not field goal yeah if panthers can have christian mccaffrey i think that offense is going to be way too hard to stop but i don't know i just think the vikings are going to be able to come off and be able to kind of get to three and three get to 500 and then send the panthers actually to 500 as well so i think it's going to be vikings by yeah, field goal. I'll go with you. Yeah, putting them back in their place. Carolina's been on a hot streak. A little too, a little too hot. Uh, Arizona-Cleveland, what a game. Mark it down. Arizona loses this week. I got the Browns. I think this is the week that they can turn it around. They're back home finally, and I think this is that's what they're going to need. The Cardinals, I think, are not – I think they're a great team. I think their defense is proving a lot of people wrong. Last time these two teams met, Arizona put it to Cleveland, the lack of a better term. I think this is the I think this is a revenge game, especially after last week. There's no reason why Kevin Stefanski um, can get get his team more fired up. They haven't yeah. beat the Cardinals um, over the last two years. They have come off a brutal loss to the Chargers. This is the game that they can come out and show their their true colors and be a dominant threat defensively. If they can slow this game down and they can turn it into ground and pound, grittiness, what Cleveland really is all about, this is going to be a good game for them to get back on track and get to 4-2. and two. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take them by four in this one over the Cardinals and send them home with their first loss. Hmm. I don't agree. I'm going to okay. just go Cardinals. Cardinals Fair. by a touchdown. All right. Fair. Cardinals are a good team. Now I'm going to explain myself. Just going to say Cardinals by a touchdown. All right. If they win, Tuesday we have to hear your explanation on why. All right. Fair. Okay. Uh, anyway, next game, Denver, Las Vegas. Oh, brother. This is Denver's game to lose. It really I was going to say, I think it, I would go with Raiders, but now with this whole situation going on right now. Broncos. Don't agree with Broncos. it. Broncos. It's going to be Broncos. This is a, Raiders are just in shambles right now. This is a They're ter- scrambling. This is a terrible situation with John Gruden being released from the team or quote unquote resigned, and he's already been sh- like he's already gotten his name struck from the ring uh, ring of honor with the Buccaneers, with his t- tenure there winning a Super Bowl, and he was actually I believe an hour ago, um, this would be four o'clock on Wednesday, he was um, cut from his endorsement with Skechers. So people are starting to cut ties with him. When that's how nasty a lot of these emails were. And, I mean, right now, if you're the Raiders, it's hard to go from uh, an inspirational start to the season, undefeated, you're winning against these big teams, you're winning big games, and then you come off this two-game losing streak, now you lose your head coach, you're really losing your identity of your team. I'm not saying, like, John Gruden was the identity, but, like, they're losing that grittiness from those two losses. Yeah, it's still just a, you know... 
It's still just a bet. Whenever you lose your head coach in a spot where like you're starting to pick it up a yes. little bit, the Raiders are playing solid. Yes. But now you toss in where you know they're not going to have their coach anymore. They're going to be just scrambling a little bit to figure out some sort of structure. It's not going to bode well, and I don't think they're going to really recover for the next like two, three weeks, really. Yeah, and I think this Broncos defense is a lot more, a lot better and more undervalued than I. Or excuse me, I think they are much more underrated than some people say. I think this defense is legit, and if they can give Derek Carr and Darren Waller fits, going to be a struggle fest for the Raiders. I'm going to take the Broncos. I'm going to take them by, eh, say three and a half, four, eh, six. Sounds like a good number. Uh, I'll take them by I'll take them by a touchdown without an extra point. I'll take the Broncos. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say three. I'll go Broncos by three. Okay. That's a good one, too. I think it might be closer, honestly. Yeah, because the Raiders' talent that they have will be keep them in the game. Sure. It's just the structure that they need. I don't think they're going to be able to have it to prevail them to the W. Sure. And last four head coaches for the Raiders have lost their openers. So not Oof. history's not on the side for the Las Vegas Wraithful. Uh, Cowboys, Patriots. Pretty much what you could dial up is America's game on paper in the NFL. It really is. The Cowboys, America's team, Patriots, obviously the most American of revolutions. So I think <laughs> you can definitely say the Cowboys are the better team. I think, again, yeah. I got to go Cowboys. I, I don't, I'm feeling Patriots. I really have a little, like, I don't know what it is. I just don't like Patriots offense yet. So... I'm going to agree. Cowboys. Yeah. I think Cowboys are just playing. Dak's playing really well. He's finally healthy. Zeke's healthy. He's running well. He's starting to kind of really be able to have, like, he's just kind of been able to come back and be able to, like, make a case for himself because last year he didn't play well. He hasn't really been playing super great since, like, his first two years. And now that he's actually starting to pick it up, Cowboys are in a good spot. And we can finally see the team that Jerry Jones has put together is starting to really, you know, pay their dividends. Mm-hmm. They can make a statement in this one. I'll say, by, sure. I'll say by 10. Yeah. They could win this game for sure. I think Mac Jones is there, but he's not there yet. And I think his surrounding cast needs to improve before it gets there. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Sunday night game. Oh, tale of banged up teams. Let me tell you what. <laughs> this is going to be a battle of second stringers. Let me, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I really want to... Oh, brother. This one's been very... This one I've been looking at the last couple days, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just been, I don't, like, both of these teams are in spots they don't want to be. I don't want to pick Ben Roethlisberger, but I think I'm going to pick the Steelers. I never thought I'd say that. I'm going to take the Steelers over the Seahawks. I'm going to say by, eh, one. That's how, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say by one. That's the predicament I'm in. I'll say by one point. Why not? I'll go complete opposite. Seahawks by one. Fair. Geno Smith fan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, he looked good on that one drive. Second drive. Eh. Not so much. Just need like eight of the first drives. And then they'll be they'll have no problem. For sure. Uh, and finally, Monday night game, the one we were waiting for. Um, you guys apparently like Buffalo a lot. Um, I believe it was a eighty six percent fan share of votes went to Buffalo being the new favorite in the AFC. According to our polls, so I'd agree with that. Honestly, they're playing very well right now. Yeah, you're gonna take Buffalo. I'm gonna take Buffalo. Yeah, Bills Mafia, jump through some slum. Bills Mafia, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna jump through some flaming tables. Why not? Bills, I think by 14, 
Wait, what did I just say? I can't take it back now. It's on air. Bills by 14. This is the funny part. This is the funny part. They've won their last four by 18 plus points. So it's not completely crazy. And don't forget last year, the Titans put a beating on the Bills. So don't be surprised if this goes the other way. Titans, I just don't think, have figured out their defense yet until they do that. Then they'll. Then I think they'll be okay. Buffalo's defense is legit, and I think they won't have a problem start uh, stopping the Titans in the passing game, especially if AJ Brown and Julio are back. If they're back, it'll be a little bit closer. Uh, but that's our NFL picks. Make sure you follow us to figure out who wins this week, and of course, follow us for more information. Finally, to wrap up the show, MLB. Boy, are we great at picking postseason MLB brackets, Joe? We really are, honestly. Oh, uh, we might. If Giants win tonight, which will be yesterday when this show comes out might be 0-4 oofta is the word that comes to mind it was 0-4 that is awful (laughs) just like yeah I'm going to pick all these so now you go bet on all the ones that I did not pick well it's only game 5 Thursday isn't it it's only game 5 series is tied 2-2 right now yeah what I'm saying is like the way by the time this comes out or some people listen to it, we might be 0-4. Or no, I no might chance. be 0-4. No you chance. Might, you might be one. Oh, you're saying? Who are you saying? The, you got, I'd you say because I right? chose. Well, see, you pick, I picked I, the I picked the dot. Did I pick the Giants? Did you? I pick, did pick the Giants, yes. I think you did because I picked the Dodgers, and that was the only one that we disagreed on. Because we and both Sox had Tampa, are just White Sox, well right now. and Milwaukee. I but, did say on air I did like the Braves, though, and I thought it could but, go either way. here's the thing. With the Astros, the Astros might be leading 3-1 right now in the series, but we've seen plenty of postseason baseball with a 3-1 series lead end up going to Game 7. Ah, yeah. I.E. Boston and New uh, York a couple times. I.E., I.E., E.C., E.X., yes. I think that certainly uh, is it. Yes. I mean, right now, like, I think what you're seeing so far is, like, it doesn't matter what you're going into the season as like I think right now when you look at like a lot of these games like you're seeing not necessarily like the best I, I want to say the best baseball but it definitely seems like it's a lot more superstar oriented right now and I mean that's kind of the way that baseball is kind of faded into but I think like overall like you look at the Red Sox for example this team was not the favorite going into this game, not by a long shot. But, like, you look at some of the things that they were able to do, um, like, later in the games. I mean, you had Kiki Hernandez, who was a huge part of that ALDS. We've had nine hits against the race. Like, he was a huge part of that. And, I mean, you got a lot of these younger guys that really have been able to make good plays and not necessarily, like, the big name people, like for example, Rays had Randy Ozarina. Those guys, like they didn't. Unless, I mean, Randy played decent, but I, I mean, he he had that huge stolen or that huge um, stealing of home back in I believe game one or two. But other than that, wasn't a huge huge factor. Um, but right now, like you're looking at a lot of the big like. The young, the little guys, the little, the young names are the ones stealing the show so far yeah. for the postseason. I mean, like Tony Larusa had, he really had a bad series. He really did not do a great job um, coaching that team. And I'm not saying like the White Sox like truly played horrible, but I think there was a lot of, 
I think there was some times where you can definitely look at it and be like, man, you have to make a change. You can't just go with the same. And you really need to do that when you're in a situation where you're backed against the wall. I mean, like you, you don't change it. You don't fix it. Like, I don't know exactly what to do. I just don't know. And I mean, then they talk about, yeah, well, Houston was stealing signs and that's how they won. It's like, okay, now what are you, now what are you saying? Like, what are you trying to do? So, I mean, I don't know necessarily if they were doing that, but it definitely just seems like, (laughs) seems like tensions are a little sour. And I don't think it was necessarily the fact that they were mad at Houston, but maybe mad at themselves that they didn't beat Houston. That's, that's what I'd be saying about that. Yeah, it's a big thing. I don't know. It's just unfortunate because I don't like the Astros at all. It sucks that they're still good. Yeah, and Yelich, uh, too, did not have a yeah, great no, series Yelich at all. Not. He did not play very well. And he was the guy that Brewers were looking at. And I, I was looking at of, making a good Mariana good 2021, series. he has just been a little bit lackluster. Like, he has not been the same as when he, like, two or three years ago when he was really hitting well, like, right when he got traded to the Brewers and he was leading, like, right before his injury, too, where he was leading the leading the home run count. I think once that went down, it's just it just went all downhill from there because he has just not been at that caliber since. And I think a lot of people were expecting him to just jump right back in and be able to hit hit bombs, come up big when needed, and play very well. But at the play, he's been a little bit uh, yeah, lackluster, I guess. Just not been playing super well. But I'm more excited to see his Red Sox-Astros series. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fun one. And, I mean, just mentioning, like, the, the Brewers, I mean – you look back at the their offense, like their offense was on fire at part of that in the regular season, especially as of later. And I mean that's why they won ninety five games. Yeah. But like two runs, zero runs, zero runs. Yeah. And then you barely get you you really only come out in the last game where you lose five four. That's not the offense that took you to ninety five games. And I don't I mean, I'm not necessarily saying like they should have like done better, but that wasn't their identity. They weren't playing those kind of games that way. They they were good at putting putting the pounding on early, and really being able to hold it all the way through. Where they didn't do that, so and that was a great job by the Braves. They took advantage and kind of used it against them. But the Astros' offense looked very good. Um, Stein stealing or not, or I don't I don't know what to say about that. I don't really know if that's true fact or whatever. If they're just salty, that's my guess. But. I don't know. Their offense still was fantastic, and the White Sox were not able to answer with their firepower, but Red Sox offense also looked pretty good, too. So, I mean, right now, looking at the Astros and the Red Sox in the series, bombs away. Let her rip. It's going to be an absolute slugfest. I'm excited as well. But then again, would you rather want the Giants to end up playing the Braves, or would you rather want the Dodgers to play the Braves? I want to see the Dodgers play the Braves. Because I feel like that would be the closest Dodgers-Rays rematch we'd have this World Series. Or, excuse me, this, um, close. well, let me rephrase that. The closest thing to what we saw last year in the World Series, which was a fun series, would be the Braves playing the Dodgers rather than the Giants playing the Braves, in my opinion. That's just me, yeah. though. Yeah, I... I would like to see that, but I also just wanted the Giants to win because I just don't like how the Dod. I just don't like the Dodgers' like mantra of just like, yeah, we're we're as good as we are just because we're spending a lot of money. Yeah, I don't like that either. But I mean, that game should be pretty fun. It'll be, um, I think who's uh, I can't remember who's gonna be on the mound for that game. Um, I mean, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it might be over. So, or at least when people hear it. But I think right now, when you look at Game Five. 
you look at a situation of, all right, both teams now. And I mean, this is really what probably fans wanted. I think they would rather have wanted this in the NL, or they would want this in the NLDS, or excuse me, NLCS rather than NLCS. I think it was kind of bummer that the fact that these two had to play earlier because I think this would have been a fantastic game series if yeah. it went to seven in the NLDS. Well, it just sucks that they're in the same. Gosh darn it, NLCS just this, championship. Just, yeah, it just sucks that they're in the same division. You mm-hmm. know, especially with you know them both being in the West. Like if like. I, that's one thing I wish they would change. It's like because these two teams were are the two best teams in baseball right now, and for them to have to play at the start, and we're gonna miss out on one of these two teams not being able to make a deep playoff run and be able to bring it back. Like Dodgers, wait, yeah, they won last year, right? Yeah. Dodgers did. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I just Dodgers I don't know my, yeah. my my brain just had a just massive brain fart there. <laughs> You're good. Giants, they haven't really had too much success ever since that like that six-year span where they won three, that 2012, 2014, and 2016. Yep, right around there. That one spot right there, like... We almost know, got just, them. We almost, almost got them. <laughs> Too bad we got swept in the World Series. <laughs> Hate Ugh, to see it. We need to play it awful, that series. Oh, my gosh, garbage. <laughs> so bad. Our bats were colder than the North Pole. Yeah, and also they were just lighting up our whole rotation, no matter who we threw in That into. was when Lincecum was in his prime prime. Yeah, that was, was like... That was, Lin- that was when the freak was the freak. Like yeah, insane. But yeah, these two teams really hoping that the Giants pull it up because I'd rather see them go far. But if the Dodgers don't, it's going to be a real waste of a real waste of two really good seasons. So we might see the Dodgers Astros again. <sighs> Please no. Nah, I don't. I would. I don't mind because it would be like really like entertaining baseball. But I just don't don't like the Dodgers right now, and I don't like the Astros. I would like the opposite actually. The more I'm thinking about it, that would be another great series. But I would love to see the Red Sox play the Braves because both of yeah. those teams know how to throw throw punches. Not not like literally, but hey, maybe figuratively. I don't know. Um, but I mean, as far as hitting, like those two teams are very good at getting hot in big time moments. So yeah. I think that'll be a definitely serious watch. But everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate your view. Don't forget to subscribe and follow whatever podcast platform you're on, whatever nine of them you are. Um, And make sure that you go vote on our polls and go like our posts for all the notifications within this podcast, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, at the MVSP. Absolutely. But from Brandon Worth, Joe Nagy, we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.